As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is American number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is... The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I am Doug Gottlieb. In for Colin Cowherd. We are broadcasting live from Los Angeles every single stinking day. Matt Mosley from the Doomsday Podcast. We'll talk some Dallas Cowboys with Mose. He'll join us upcoming in 15 minutes. And... A world champion in track and field calls out the NBA's world champions. I, I think it's kind of silly, but we'll uh, we'll clap back if you will, if you if if we have to. Um, Greg Tui alongside, uh, of course, Ryan Music alongside. I was thinking, guys, I was thinking about this. You know. I understand that everyone operates under a budget differently, right? I'll give you a story. I played professional basketball. My first year uh, was 2000, 2001. I didn't get there till 2001. So I was in Perm, Russia. Perm, Russia is, I was told it was actually second biggest city in Russia, uh, but people don't. And even to this point in time, don't really know it exists because it was a closed city because I think there's a missile factory there. It's on the base of the Ural Mountains. It's like the gateway to Siberia. Betum is how it's actually pronounced. And um, late in the spring, late in the spring, there was talk. And I think Putin was the president then. Remember, he was president, then he lost his power, then he got back his power and who knows what's going on there now? Um, but he was planning on potentially visiting Perm. And so for like a week straight, the entire city was like getting a makeover. And 
all the dead limbs from all of the snow of the winter were being gathered up and actually burned in the street. They're painting the front of like everything just to make it look idyllic for when the president and all of his henchmen kind of drove in, right? And what it was, was they had this budget that was created for a presidential visit and allowed them to clean up the streets. It allowed them to kind of spit shine the city, if you will. And this happens in schools all the time. It happens with NFL teams often as well. With schools, you know, you get, when you get your budget and if you don't spend that money, you're not going to get it next year, right? Like jobs that are posted, if they can't necessarily fill it, they'll elevate hourly workers to a, to a yearly position telling them, hey, look, this is just a one-year thing, but we're only doing it so that if we don't fill the position, that money goes away. Right? That money goes away. And I, I, I kind of relate that on some level to what the Trey Lance thing is for the Cowboys. Do I think Trey Lance will ever be a starting quarterback of the Cowboys? Barring injury to Dak Prescott, I do not. I do not think he'll, in a straight-up uh, showdown with, with Dak Prescott, ever be the starting quarterback for the Pokes. If, if he were that good, the, the Niners would have had to completely miss in their evaluation. And remember, the rest of the league, though they haven't seen him as intimately as the Niners have, they know him well enough to, no one else was offering a fourth-round pick. So the Cowboys are sitting there going like, we need a backup. We got Will Greer, but Will Greer is fine. He'll be a career backup. He could start this kid. You know, look, maybe we could figure out, maybe if we could crack the code, maybe we could, you know, develop him into a guy who could start. And whether we keep him or we move him again, there's value there. There's value there. Have you ever done that? I mean, I, when I was, uh, like uh, right now I have a car in my car. This is the longest I've ever owned one vehicle. Do you know that music? I'm on seven year. When you and I first started working together, I have the same car. Now I had then it's a weird feeling for me. I still like my cars. Awesome. I, no issues with it. And I have no car payment, which is crazy. Right? So your whole budget, the whole, your whole life is like, so now that money that is a that could be a car payment's like, hmm. Kind of always wanted a truck. Don't want to really want to pay gas prices. You know? I have one of my daughters eventually will get her one has her driver's license, she has a car. The other one will get one. Like, do I want to use that budget now that I have, you know, in my mind theoretically, not necessarily what I'd be spending on my car, but do I buy another car? Just so I have it. Right? Just have it. Used car, something I want to kick around in. You know, don't want to put miles on. Something different than what I own. That's what Trey Lance is. Right? But it does not seem to sit well with Dak Prescott. Right? It doesn't mean that Dak is, I'm not coming to work. It doesn't mean that Dak is walking to Jerry's office with two birds flying. But you can't see his face. If you could, you'd be like, Okay, he's not happy. Take a listen to what Dak Prescott said about the Trey Lance trade. 
I can't say that I necessarily expected it, no. I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get something done. And as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. Um, look, I think, personally, personally, that Dak is ticked and that he doesn't need to be. But when he says, I'm not surprised, it's, that's not the, hey, I'm not surprised. We just, we want to go out and add dudes. It's, I'm not surprised. Just Jerry doing dumb stuff to, he gets his little pet players and his guys that he got, he wanted in the draft. And the guys show up at practice, like, what are you doing? It's like an eye roll. By the way, here's Jerry admitting he didn't run it by anybody. We didn't tell anybody until we did it, period. There was nobody that knew it. I, we told Mike after we'd done it. And you, you but my point is, we just wanted to get it done. Have you talked to Dak since then? No, I have not. When you say you told Mike after, did he have any input on, on the decision? Just that he liked him as a quarterback coming out. But that, that's our decision. Here's Jerry also saying, you know, this is not the first quarterback we've looked at. I think uh, had we been able to uh, draft him with next year's four, the kind of talent he was in this draft, like I just told you two years ago, we were looking at uh, Philadelphia quarterback, I'm not going to call any names, but looking at him. Uh, had he fallen to us there, we would have drafted him. Uh, it is our plan when we can, but it very seldom happens to have someone of a of uh, uh, high enough quality to be there at the right place with our draft pick. Uh, this one worked. It's Jerry Jones. Um, trying to say, like, look, we've been looking for another guy to develop for a couple of years, and this is what we got. Which, look, it, 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 all that stuff makes sense. All that stuff is fine. Like, you, you have two choices when you have a backup. right? And most teams, despite the fact we have 17 games, despite the fact Dak's been hurt two of the past three years, you know, most of these teams are not carrying three quarterbacks, which is kind of curious. Why not carry a third one? And I know, um, I mean, you know, you'll carry somebody in the practice squad, but like, look at the Niners. Had they carried, you know, it's like the, the, the story about the Phillip Rivers thing doesn't totally make sense, but had they just had Phillip Rivers, maybe they win the NFC Championship game last year. I, I don't know. But when you have a backup quarterback, you have two decisions. Either you get an old veteran, like Josh McCown, um, Matt Barkley, he's still in the league, right? Or at least now he hasn't been cut. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow. He's had a tough preseason. But a guy who, like, could he play? Yeah, he could get it done for a game or two. But really, he's just he's just one step below in terms of name of a, of a quarterback coach. And he's probably he's con- uh, compensated above that of a quarterback coach. Takes up a roster spot, but just his whole job is to get the starter ready. Or you get a developmental guy, which is what the Cowboys have chosen to do. But now you have to see it from Dak's perspective. I'm the last year of my deal. Right? Now he's talking about he tried to get Jalen Hurts a couple years ago. Like These guys are not in on me. And maybe that's what the Cowboys want him to think. Maybe the Cowboys want him to truly believe, hey, you're replaceable. You know, you're replaceable. And... Um, you could actually, uh, you, you could actually be tweaked by this. 
And maybe they're trying to get a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay the past two years out of it. You know, we've tried by bowing down and doing everything Dak wanted previously, and that hasn't worked. Maybe, like, Dak's really a competitor. Let's see if he's a competitor. We're okay with him saying F you to the front office, as long as that ends up in less than 15 interceptions and more wins than he got last year. But when you don't tell your quarterback, when you don't give your head coach a heads up, and you just plow through and get a guy that you're like, man, we're so happy to get him. We'll overpay for him in terms of a fourth-round pick. And it makes sense, right? Like, fourth-round pick or Trey Lance, okay. It's not a long-term investment. But it, it feels, it feels like if it was on the up and up, if Dak was good with it, if it was just kumbaya and let's see how this guy develops and we're going to have a, the happiest quarterback room ever, wouldn't you have run it by Dak? Of course you would have. So what's the logic behind it? I can only, I can only guess. Maybe Matt Mosley knows. Why the Cowboys make the move towards Trey Lance? By the way, Will Greer, the guy who he's replacing on the roster, kind of balled out on Saturday night. Is the confidence in Dak Prescott wavering? We'll head to Big D. Find out next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. 
Gainbridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money. Reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at Gainbridge.io. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins. I heard Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. You know, here's the thing about Colin, right? Now, Middlecoff, Middlecoff, he discovered. He discovered Middlecoff. Middlecoff's awesome. We had him on earlier. He's on the volume. Uh, Matt Mosey, on the other hand, like, we're, we've been tight like butt cheeks for a long time. And, of course, now he has the uh, ever-popular Doomsday podcast on the Volume Podcast Network, Colin's Podcast Network. So I, I, I don't want to say, like, I discovered you, but, like, We've been cool, and now you work for Colin, and Colin didn't ever, he never goes like, hey, man, thanks for uh, the heads up on Mosley. He's awesome. But Mosley <laughs> is, is, in fact, awesome. Um, what, do you, what do you think of the Trey Lance acquisition? You know, and by the way, I thought it could have been a joint custody type situation, and then I stopped hearing from you, so I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, we have been cool for like 20 years or something, and that's great, and I always love hearing from you. The Lance thing is just classic, Jerry, distressed property, didn't have to give up that much. He's done it before. There was like a former first-round pick for the Raiders. Remember that linebacker? I think it was Orlando McClain or something. He, he just, this is his, this is in his wheelhouse. The, the ability to rehabilitate someone's career or have a shot at it or get something out of him, he can't pass this up. Whether this guy ever plays for the Cowboys, I would say it's somewhat remote, uh, honestly, given what he did in San Francisco and what he's done so far in his career. But Jerry, for a fourth-round pick, this is like this is his dream to get someone with a pretty big name that was a huge draft pick, and and bring them in from a fourth round pick. There's no way in the world Jerry can resist this deal, and 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 he was. I promise you, this is the kind of thing that excites him. So why not? I mean, it it does clearly tick off Dak. Uh, is that is that part of the intention? Right, not telling him makes makes Dak kind of ticked about it. Is, is there something? Because, like, look, the Packers, same thing. Jordan Love, developmental prospect, and you get two MVPs out of it. Is that any part of the thinking? He, Jerry, does kind of like that. He likes doing that with coaches and and putting them in uncomfortable positions. I mean, they're still going to end up doing this massive deal with Dak. So, I mean, Dak may be miffed or whatever. I mean, he's calling plays for the team in the preseason. I mean, I don't really think they're doing anything to Dak here. So, I mean, he can be miffed that he wasn't informed or, or didn't get, you know, maybe get to weigh in more. But Dak, the way he's wired, this guy will show up and Dak will take him under his wing and, and be really, really good to him. Because obviously this guy didn't really have a say in any of this, uh, Trey Lance. So I don't think it'll be much of an issue. But to your point, I think Jerry does kind of like you know, if, if if he finds out that Dak didn't really love how this thing went down, that wouldn't really bother Jerry that much. Like, in fact, Jerry would kind of be okay with that. You said they're going to do a massive deal with Dak. Why? Why not let, like, let, the, let the year play out and see what it looks like? 
oh, this is just the way they operate. They didn't get a deal done last time, and they ended up having to do them. Uh, I mean, it's just they didn't handle it properly. And when they try to let things play out, I mean, think about that. He got injured. He was out. And they still ended up, because the way they handled his contract, so they this time they would rather be preemptive about it and, and hammer it out where it looks okay and it helps them in the short term on the early end of it than what they did last time. Last time they kind of did try to let it play out, and they ended up getting burned. I mean, he got hurt. Whoever else has had that happen, get hurt and then have, like, even more leverage. He got hurt, and they did so poorly that season, it gave him even more standing in the organization. So they misplayed the last negotiation, so this time they're going to try to be a little ahead of the game. And so they're not going to sit there and wait till the last minute or anything like that. They'll get it done because they don't, I mean, they think, they don't think Trey Lance or anybody else is the answer. They think Dak is the answer. He did a short, they did a short term deal with him and now he's going to be back at the negotiating table and this deal will get done, you know, within the next year. How good are they? Oh, great. I mean, they're, you know, what, back to back 12 win seasons. I mean, they certainly could win 13 or 14 games. But nobody cares. Nobody cares. Those of us that cover them, because they, you know they're gonna they're gonna run up against San Francisco in the playoffs, and they never can seem to get past them. And it just the thought of getting to an NFC title game seems still so remote. So I mean, they'll they'll plow through the regular season. Now, they got a tough schedule. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll win eleven or twelve games, but they'll be good. Uh, and it'll be a fun, I mean, this Philadelphia-Dallas thing is going to be a great theater. I mean, they're, they're, both, um, they're both really good. And I think the Cowboys might be more stacked on defense. Be a better, they could be a better defensive team than the Eagles this year. Eagles have a better quarterback. The, um, Cowboys probably have better weapons. Eagles are deeper at running back. Cowboys have the better running back. And, and the Cowboys have a deeper receiving core. I mean, they literally go five deep, and their fifth receiver is really good, Jalen Tolbert, and and it just it kind of goes on and on, or maybe he's the fourth. But anyway, they go they go five deep, uh, and I don't know if I think once you get past like the top two receivers with the Eagles, it gets a, a tad bit dicey. But they, you know, obviously, Cowboys have lots of questions. Some of them are on the O line, and that's that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, uh, is see if they have any injuries, which they always do. That their depth is is really really bad. I mean, they've got nothing. So they're good on the O line starters, but depth is really really rough. Yeah, and that's the yeah. case for a lot of teams. Okay, Most I just teams. don't I don't look at all those teams backups. But even Philadelphia is having to try a bunch of stuff out right now. See where everybody fits. I mean. Not like their O line. I don't. You know, everybody talks about. Oh, they got the greatest O line ever. I mean, they they've got some moving parts also. But the Cowboys are good up front. But could you know things could get away from them in a hurry there. Uh, Mike McCarthy calling plays. How different is, will the offense look? Uh, not terribly different. I, I I think it'll look different in the sense that there's going to be a lot more quick hitting stuff. That West Coast. I mean, it's just gonna, they're gonna really involve Pollard and even Deuce Vaughn, their new great gadget, uh, 5 5. You saw him in the Big 12. I mean, he's great. He's great in space. He's their new Sproles. 
Um, so you're, you're going to make life easier on Dak. I mean, now we're in the, you know, we look back at all those interceptions and everybody wants to say, well, I got tipped. Lots of tip balls, and some of that's true. But Dak was trying to fit balls in. I mean, he was in another world in that playoff game. I mean, there were games where he just got on the interception train and couldn't get off of it. And so, in a sense, they're kind of fit. they're having to doctor that up and and put him, you know, in a better in a better spot this year. And the, and and McCarthy thinks he can do it. And he's got himself surrounded by people he loves. Right? He's got Solari at O line. And he's got Shotty. He's got the Schottenheimer um, as his offensive coordinator, and so he's made himself extremely comfortable on the offensive side of the ball. And he never even has to check in with the defense. He's got it now where he can truly go back to just being an offensive head coach. I mean, he won't. He's basically admitted he won't peek in a defensive meeting the entire season. And why would he? I mean, you got Dan Quinn. You don't want Mike running, you know, rumbling through there saying anything. I mean, this team has two head coaches. They got a head coach of the defense. They got a head coach of the offense. Now, you'd think that might be dysfunctional in some ways, but for the most part, it seems to be working pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mose, I appreciate you. I can't wait to hear the next pod. Uh, we'll at some point have to chop it up about Baylor football as well. But in the meantime, you keep being you, and thanks for being my guest. All right, man. It's been a lot. It's been a great friendship over the years, Doug. I've done the heavy lifting for the most part on this, but uh, great to hear from you. Likewise, that's that's that's, that's Matt Mosley giving the guilt trip. That's like the how come you don't call your mother? That's that's basically what he just did. Let's get to Ryan music with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, plenty of discussion surrounding America's team. There, Doug. We are going to still stick. In the NFL, however, take a little bit of a different approach. It's been a rough go for the Rams thus far in the preseason following last year's disappointing season as well. They fell to the Broncos 41-0. Yikes, preseason or not, that's a brutal result for any NFL team at any time. Their preseason as a whole, 0-3, a combined score of 109-34. Yikes. As we look at the regular season, all eyes will be on Matthew Stafford as he looks to have a bounce back year. His wife, Kelly, on her Morning After podcast, talked about some of the struggles that Matthew Stafford is having with some of his new teammates. It's kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league a long time, right? We've been talking about this. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly and they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. You know, they're young. They're learning. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect. Because in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice. You'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower. People would be playing cards. People would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing? He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp. And they go straight to their phones. Correct. Welcome to parenting. <laughs> I had a college coach tell me, and he's a really good college coach. He's like, you know, I almost want to put five phones on their chairs during timeouts because that's the only way they'll communicate with one another. You know? And then, I, and as much as we say, like, the kids are the problem, they're always on their phones, like, ask yourself, like, how much are, do you put your phone down? You know? 
a hard one. It's a, it's a challenge. Totally. Uh, and, you know, I would say it it's ultimately something that as the quarterback, it's just solely your responsibility to figure out, though. Like, as much of a challenge as it may be, and you may feel like you're from a different generation, I mean, guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady before he retired, you know, I guess you could even go to Phillip Rivers, like as your job as the quarterback is to figure out how to get all those guys on the same page much like over the years you know who knows what other sort of distractions guys had but the quarterback's job is to bridge that gap absolutely it's your job it's your it's your job to figure, and and one of the things that i think you can do and i don't think stafford has that is and this is probably why brady was better at the older your kids are the more you can relate like my girls are 17 so uh, you know, like they, they're the great guide for how younger people look and think and all the things that they know, you know, it's, it's just a completely different way of looking at the world. If you've always had a cell phone, right? If, if you go up to somebody and go, Hey, remember, remember when you'd call collect and they have no idea what you're talking about? Like there's just 20 years that of calling home that you don't get. But you have to find a way to connect. That's a challenge for every person once you get to middle age. And he's kind of at that tweener stage. He's not yet old enough to have kids that he can live vicariously through and understand. And yet he's not young enough to truly relate and understand to what they're going through. Very, very different. Staying in the NFL, major talking point in the NFL is the future of the running back position. Saquon Barkley on the forefront of that with his contract negotiations led to a holdout when he received the franchise tag resolved when they agreed to a one-year contract. Barkley, talking with the New York Post, reiterated he still wants to finish his career with the Giants. Quote, I don't think that really changed. They know how I feel. I'm not really too focused on that right now. So Saquon thinks he'll still try to remain with the Giants. I see this as a situation where uh, what else was he really going to say? I got my contract for one year, but I am out in nine months. I just the, the reality is, you know, they still have that franchise tag possibility, right? Um, uh, not with no, Saquon. Not, I think a part the new, of the, his the new, new deal. deal was that they could not do that in the future. So it becomes a free agent and... And if, if the money were out there, he would have been dealt. You know, that's part of the thing. Is there anyone who's willing to pay above 13, 14 million per year for any of these running backs? I, I don't believe that's the case. And so your, your best case scenario is where you have sweat equity. Uh, but you're right. I mean, this is Saquon almost always says and does the exact right thing. So I, I, what he says means nothing. It's what his actions will be in the offseason. And that'll be based upon how he plays. He plays really well. I'm sure they'll offer him extension at some point in time. And, you know, it'll come down to what he thinks the market will bear. That's right, Music with the News. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Um, curious about this. Uh, I'm, you know, it's, it's interesting that we talk about college football shortly thereafter the NFL, when we're talking about the NFL with Matt, Bar- um, uh, Matt Stafford's wife saying how, you know, kids are different these days. It's going to be really interesting to see how college football evolves 
because so much of the sport is tied to traditions, not just in who you play, but who you play for. And um, I'm going to spend the week at my alma mater, Oklahoma State. They open up this weekend at home. And, you know, it's it's just you know, when you have half of your team has spent one week on campus after spending a year or two years or three years on a different campus, there's just not the it's really hard to create that love and connection, not just with the, the teammates, but especially with the fans, you know, and the students. But the old people, you know, they, why do you why do you why do fans go to college football games? They go because they want to see competitive games, but they want to see the teams that they've always competed against, the rivalries, the rivals, compete against their squad and watch their players. Like, man, I remember him when he's a freshman. Look at him now. I remember when we signed that kid. Right? Or you don't like the kid on the other team because, you know, at one point he committed to you, then he decommitted, he went to the team. Now it's like you got to be nice to everybody on the other team because they may transfer in. It is the weirdest 180 of a sport ever. College football was, has been about loyalty and tradition and rivalries for 100 years. And yes, Texas and Texas A&M is going to be back on. But some of these other rivalries are just destroyed. The leagues are destroyed. The feel of it, the, the rivalries especially rivalries destroyed because now you can transfer between one rival and another and not sit out. That's, it's just an odd thing. We've gone from, hey, you know, we probably should give these players a little bit more ability to move, put a little more in their pocket to, we have fallen all over ourselves so much, it's embarrassing that you can't get kind of any of the any other control back knowing that it's, it's not out of um, it, it's again, I love the word nefarious. It's not, there's not some nefarious, Oh, you want to control these players. Like, no, you want to put the best product possible. Y- you have people who don't know anything about the realities of college athletic. The reality is most of them don't play pro, right? Like that, that's a true reality. And in football, even the ones that do play pro, it's not a long-term. The amount of guys that set themselves up for life with an NFL career is an infinitesimal, infinitesimal, what's the word? A very small percentage. The rest of them, the rest of them, even the ones that play pro, you get done and how do you get a job? How do you get a job? Really simple, right? Connection with somebody, your alma mater, somebody you went to school with, somebody who's an alum of yours, somebody's a booster of your school. Like now, I want you to think of yourself as somebody who's 23 years old. You just finished up in college and you played at three different schools, right? You went to a school, then you transferred, then you went to like a mid-major school and then you did well. And so then you got a bunch of NIL dollars and you went to, you finished up at, I don't know, Tennessee. And your last year at Tennessee, you made $200,000. So you're in NFL camps, you get cut tomorrow. You get cut tomorrow. And now you got to, and there's no practice squad. You need even practice squad, you're not making a lot of money. But no practice squad's like, I want to go, I'm done. 
I got to go get a job. Okay, so you pick up the phone and you probably call the coach who recruited you to Tennessee. Can't call the first two schools. They're like, nah, we're good, dude. You kind of bailed on us. You were at Ohio U and you played great. And then before your senior year, you went and played at Tennessee. Your coach at Ohio, you're like, well, I love you, but like, I mean, am I going to move mountains for you? If you have your degree, you can call on your degree, but you want to get a sales job. It's usually about connections. And can you make any connections when you're out of school for nine months? So you're kind of an alum, but not really an alum. The school you're really an alum of, you might've gotten your degree from Ohio U, but it's not like they're all going to help you. I mean, it's just, the sport has been about um, rivalry, tradition, loyalty. And we've, and even regionally based rivalries. Not just who you cheer for, but who you play against. Granted, some are national schools they've recruited nationally for years, but a good, you know, the rank and file players on your team are generally from the region where you play. And that's usually where you're going to live when you're done playing. I, I cannot emphasize enough what a different world it is that we're trying to adjust to. And I don't know what the longevity of it's like because everybody, well, it's like professional, professional sports. Okay. Like, look, there's been minor league professional football on TV all summer long and the spring. Did anybody watch it? The answer is no, not really. Why? Because it doesn't have the tradition, the names in the front. And we're destroying those traditions. Coming up next, wait till you hear what an actual world champion sprinter had to say about the world champions in the NBA. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Dynasty the king, uh, king, uh. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code her, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. GainBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money. Reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at GainBridge.io. Doug Alderman for Collins. I heard Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Hope you're great. You know, there is a uh, viral video of a U.S. track star that has... Uh, made everybody from Drake to KD, old comments by Greg Popovich. Everyone's kind of getting in on the fray. So let's do the same with our best for last. It's almost the end of the show, but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in. Nope, we grind to the very last segment. It's time for best for last. Um, Honest question to you. Honest question. Did you know who Noah Lyles was before this rant? And you're like, what rant? This is Noah Lyles on the way, over the weekend. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> so, um, look, I'm not going to do the do the personal shots at Noah Lyles, right? Because he hadn't won a gold medal, right? He did the bronze at Tokyo. Um, he's 
he's been incredible of late. You know, 2023 has been kind of his his best year where uh, he's won world championships in the the 100 meter, the 200 meter, um, and uh, he's won the four by one as well. So it you know that's a world championship. I understand. First, first thing is we don't actually say world champions anymore. Does anybody actually realize that? Like, this is the part that no one's come around to is that the NBA made a quiet pivot years ago. Greg Popovich went on an anti-world champions rant. This is like 2010. So you're talking 13 years ago about how it's not really world champions, the NBA champions. So he's talking about something that doesn't actually exist. Go ahead, pull up the NBA championship hat for the Denver Nuggets. It does not say world champions. On the other hand, there's not a better professional sports team, basketball team, than the Denver Nuggets. Like If they go and play Real Madrid or whoever wins the FIBA, they're going to win. They're better. <laughs> it's not just the league pays more. They have international players. He's like, there's not flags. Like, yeah, there is. You know, actually our last three, what, three MVPs are all foreign-born? It is a world game. It is a league that has players from all over the world. But the NBA honestly has moved away from the term world champions. That was more when we were kids, right? I remember when the Lakers would win or the Pistons would win or the Bulls would win. It was like Dick Stockton, they're world champions. And they'd have that. Now, they don't, now it just says NBA champions. But does anybody argue that they're the best professional basketball team in the world? I wouldn't. Like, do you really think that whoever won whoever won FIBA last year is going to beat the Denver Nuggets? I just it's just weird. You know? And I know the FIBA World Cup's taking place right now. By the way, Team USA beat Greece. Uh, yesterday, 109.81. Nobody, ha- all the all the best players in the world aren't actually playing. Um, but I just it just it just struck me as an odd rant. the The thing that bothers me the most that's what bothers you the most. By the way, kind of under the under the surface there. I love the U.S. most of the time. Like really, care to divulge the times you don't like it? That's a weird, that was a weird, that was a weird one. Very weird one. So, I don't know. I just, I listened to this thing and I know that Drake has smashed him and Durant has smashed him and others. It's so far afield from, from the reality. But the idea that you wake up and the thing bothering you the most, and maybe if you want to say the thing that bothers me the most in sports, even that, if that's what bothers you the most, I think you got it pretty good. I, that's what I would say. It's, you know, the expression, if, if your, if your best day is better than their worst day, right? You're fine. You know, but I just, that one strikes me as an odd rant. World champions of what? Well, world champions of the NBA, but it's a, you know, Joel Embiid's from Cameroon, and uh, you know, you look what look at Jokic and his background, and Giannis is from Greece, and Lucas from Slovenia, and like, what what are we doing here? It's international game, international teams. 
if they were to go over and compete in the FIBA, uh, in the, the you know in FIBA, they would win. They're better. You know, Jamal Murray's Canadian. Even though the NBA doesn't call their teams world champions anymore, and Jamal Murray's Canadian, and by the way, is like there keeps all these uh, Jokic videos of him being drunk are just amazing, right? He's Serbian. I I don't know what what more does does he want in terms of an international game. And the truth is that even the World Cup now, or even all these world championships, though they have teams from all over the world, most of these countries are importing American players and making them into, uh, making them, you know, play for the, not making them play, they get paid to play for their country. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, remember him? Played Arizona, played in the NBA. He played for South Sudan. He had 39 points earlier today. I only bring that up because the the team that wins the World Cup is not the best team that we could put out there. And though it's an international team, all of these teams have American-born players who walk around like they're not from, you know, they, they don't have to fake it. They just have somehow naturalized or been naturalized by the country in an effort to compete with everybody else. If, if there's one thing that Noel Isles did and he accomplished... He he brought, at least I didn't know who he was. Because the truth is that most of us Americans, we view the Olympics as the ultimate world championships. And because he didn't win in the world, he didn't, didn't win in the Olympics, we don't view him as such. All right, my thanks to Ryan and Tui. Back tomorrow, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Herd on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber. Not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.